Can Sean Payton fix Russell Wilson as the new head coach of the Denver Broncos? We talk about that, the Tom Brady retirement, and Super Bowl 57, plus so much more coming up next here on this episode of Locked On NFL. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, and it is Monday, so you have me, Kevin Ostrecker, one of the many NFL experts here on our network. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today and making us your first listen here on Locked On NFL. We're free and available on all podcasting platforms. That includes over in video form on YouTube, and today's episode of Locked On NFL is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide, and they have a special offer for listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. And we are back here taking you through the biggest stories of the week here on Locked On NFL. And we have a Super Bowl to be played, Super Bowl 57, between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll talk with Peter Bukowski of Locked On Sports today, as well as Locked On Packers about that and Aaron Rodgers in the final segment. But in the first segment, I do want to get into a bit of a conversation with Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints about Sean Payton, his moves to the Denver Broncos. First of all, what it means for the Saints, but also if the Broncos and Sean Payton can fix Russell Wilson after what was a very down year for Russell Wilson. So we'll do that in the first segment. Then in the second segment, we'll talk with David Harrison of Locked On Buccaneers about Tom Brady's retirement. And if he really is retired for good this time, without any further ado, let's first start off with our conversation with Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints. The New Orleans Saints get some draft capital for a head coach here to talk about that with me. And if Peyton can actually fix Russell Wilson in Denver, is Ross Jackson the host of Locked On Saints? And I'm talking about Sean Payton as he was traded from the New Orleans Saints to the Denver Broncos, a head coaching trade, which I always find so funny that they rarely happen. But here we have right. one, a first round pick, a second round pick, that first in 2023, the second in 2024, and then Sean Payton in a 2024 third rounder going to the Broncos. Now, Ross, this is a move that I think a lot of people within New Orleans are obviously hoping for in terms of getting back decent draft capital. Did you expect this was going to be the package, though, for what New Orleans was getting here? Yeah, it's interesting. There was a lot of conversation around whether or not the Saints would be able to get the John Gruden package, the two ones, the two twos. This was obviously a very, very different situation. The John Gruden package and the John Gruden trade, not comparable to the Sean Payton trade in any way. Remember, John Gruden was traded for by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers while he was still actively serving as the then Oakland Raiders head coach. They pried him away from Oakland. So they had to pay a capital or a, a premium in order to be able to do that. In New Orleans, Sean Payton stepped away last year, hasn't been the New Orleans Saints head coach for an entire season. So more comparable trades would have been that of Andy Reid, or excuse me, uh, Bruce Arians to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which was the day three pick. Herm Edwards, that was the day three pick. So for the Saints to be able to move an asset that was no longer going to be a part of their future for a future asset and a first round pick and then being able to advance that third round pick to a second round pick as well. That was huge for, uh, for the new Orleans saints. And obviously something that they needed as they traded away the 2023 first rounder and their 2024 second rounder, which they recouped in this was originally traded away in order to be able to get the extra first round pick in 2022 with the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Right, and let's kind of dive into that a little bit. I mean, how big really is it for the Saints to be able to get this first-round pick back? Because I know a lot of people, they saw that Philadelphia trade last offseason, and I think mixed reactions on both sides. Obviously, Philadelphia now having the New Orleans first-round pick benefits them, but how big is it that New Orleans gets back this draft capital and can add another young piece in this draft? Yeah, it's big for them. I mean, it's a 29th overall selection, so it's late in that first round. But because this is a team that needs to figure out what it's going to do at quarterback, this gives them a lot of flexibility in a lot of different ways. There is the basic, you know, situations where they stand pat at 29 and select a quarterback if they decide to do that. There's also the packaging that 29 with next year's first or some additional draft capital in order to be able to move up to the mid rounds, a la the uh, Kansas City Chiefs when they did that for Patrick Mahomes. Not that the Saints are about to walk away with Patrick Mahomes in 2023, but you know you have that type of flexibility. But also, it allows you to be able to go out there and trade picks, trade some of that draft capital for veteran quarterbacks that are out there, even if the first round pick isn't included in that trade for a quarterback. If you end up moving a third and a fourth or a second and a third, like we've seen quarterbacks be moved for here. In the recent past retaining that first round pick gives you an opportunity then to be able to go out there and get either an offensive lineman a skill position player or a defender that are all going to contribute to the success of that quarterback whether it be directly or indirectly and so no matter what it just maximizes their flexibility and allows them to be able to really have every option available to them in terms of that which will be available to them uh, in terms of addressing the most important position on the field at quarterback yeah and i know there were a lot of conversations about whether peyton would even actually get traded would it even actually get mm-hmm. a head coaching opportunity it felt like it was very back and forth throughout the entire offseason the very short offseason hasn't even really started yet there's still the super bowl to be played right. but do you did you ever think that there was a possibility that maybe this move wouldn't have happened and maybe there wouldn't have been a head coaching opportunity for sean payton this year oh for sure uh, yeah i thought that after a certain point particularly after uh the early Broncos interview and then the Arizona Cardinals interview didn't get scheduled and then it finally did get scheduled but then nothing came of it despite Sean and Michael Bidwell spending like eight hours together uh, that when nothing happened there I was kind of 70% sold that he was going back to Fox and that he would just be on TV on Sundays uh, in a different capacity in a studio and I'll tell you it's not just me the New Orleans Saints organization uh, said that they felt that there was a certain point at which the trade might not happen. We spoke with Jeff Ireland, the uh, VP and assistant general manager of the New Orleans Saints at the Senior Bowl uh, last week. And that was one of the things that he told us was that there was a moment in time there where they were like, I'm not really sure this is going to happen. So the fact that it did happen and they walk around, walk away with a first round pick this year and a second round pick next year is huge for them. Yeah, I think a very big win for the Saints. But we're also about the Denver side of things here. Obviously, those who watch the Saints watch Sean Payton for many, many seasons in New Orleans. What is Denver getting in Sean Payton as a head coach? I mean, they get one of the best offensive minds in the game. I mean, this was a guy that showed up in 2006 uh, and completely revolutionized football in New Orleans. And I mean, whether it's because of his scheme, whether it's because of his system, whether it's because of his creativity, whether it's because of his innovation, Sean Payton is just always a step ahead. Now he's had an entire year off to kind of, you know, put pen to paper and see what it is that he has, you know, created. And, and he gets to do so with, uh, you know, an athletic quarterback that, that can do a lot of things. And Russell Wilson, who didn't have the best year in 2022, there were people who were counting how many touchdowns he had versus how many bathrooms his new home had, waiting to see if he was going to get beyond that. But that's not Russell Wilson as a whole, right? You look at Russell Wilson, you look at Nathaniel Hackett, that that going so poorly that the Broncos 
fired Nathaniel Hackett in his first season, which happens more rarely than a coach gets traded in the NFL. And so, you know, you get Sean Payton, you pair him up with Russell Wilson and allow Sean Payton to bring that creativity and maybe find the middle ground in between the let Russ cook mantra that everybody wanted Nathaniel Hackett to have and the more controlled Pete Carroll approach somewhere in the middle of that might be the best thing for Russell Wilson. So I think Denver gets the coach they need right now. Yeah. And kind of along those lines, you know, it's kind of weird to say that Russell Wilson struggled so much in 2022. Mm -hmm. It was just such a steep drop off from what we saw from him. Obviously, I don't think it was all Russell Wilson, but there's been a lot of conversations about, you know, who can fix Russell Wilson, who can fix this Denver offense. You know, you talked about how this could be the coach that Denver needs, but is Sean Payton the one who can, I guess, fix Russell Wilson here? If he's not, then I mean, you know, if he isn't, then I don't know who is, you know, if I'm being honest, I don't know who the guy is that's out there or girl out there who was able to come in and fix Russell Wilson. I mean, you know, you've got the Andy Reeds of the world, but that's right where Sean Payton is as well. So I, I do think that Sean will do a great job with Russ in terms of helping him be able to get back to, you know, the whether it be the playoffs or, or of course, they are, they're hoping for more uh, than that. But being able to get Russell Wilson back to top level of play, Sean Payton should be able to do that because a lot of what Sean Payton does is that he schemes receivers open. He gives you uh, safety valves that you can use all the time. You attack offenses, or excuse me, you attack defenses laterally. You try to stretch them across the field. And then when the shots are available down the field, you can take those as well. And so I think all of those things will play well into Russell Wilson. And if healthy or when healthy, he'll have a lot more that he'll be able to add to Sean Payton's system than, say, a Drew Brees did. Drew Brees had excellent you know, footwork, excellent pocket mobility, did a couple of things, spun off of a pair of Atlanta Falcons one year, all of that. But Russell Wilson's the guy that, that can really make things happen with his legs, extend the play, but he is a quarterback who throws the football, and that's exactly what uh, Sean Payton is going to look to build around. So I'm excited, and it's not, like, it's not like Denver is without weapons over there as well. So you know they don't have a lot of draft capital to add to, but when it comes to the pro personnel side, bringing in free agents and helping to continue to rebuild that team and the connections that Sean Payton has with players from around the league, there's going to be a lot of folks, I believe, that are going to say, hey, I want to go and join what Sean Payton and Russell Wilson have over in Denver, and that could be a huge boost for them as well. Yeah, this is looking like a win-win for both sides, for the Broncos and for the Saints. And for more on the Saints, be sure to check out Ross's work over at the Locked On Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. There it is on YouTube. You can see it, (laughs) your team, every day. Ross, I appreciate you. Thanks so much. It feels like Sean Payton could be the guy to fix Russell Wilson. And it still is weird saying fix Russell Wilson after just one, what was a very bad year, but just one bad year for Russell Wilson, but maybe this can turn that Broncos offense around bringing in a guy like Sean Payton. And for the Saints, good to get draft capital back on the board for them, especially a first-rounder. But coming up in our second segment, we'll be diving into a conversation with David Harrison of Locked On Buccaneers about if Tom Brady is retired for good and what comes next for the Buccaneers. So be sure to stay tuned. Still a lot to talk about here on Locked On NFL. But first, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. And I really did wish life came with a user manual sometimes, but BetterHelp Online Therapy is basically the next best thing. And unfortunately, life doesn't come with that user manual. So when it's not working for you, it is normal to feel stuck. But therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which does make therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called View. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists as convenient, secure, and accessible anywhere 100% 
online. And there are many different benefits of going to therapy, such as you can learn coping skills, self-empowerment, you can deal with trauma, and so much more. And so many people benefit from going to therapy. And everyone deserves to feel their best. BetterHelp makes it easy to get started as the world's largest therapy service. They've matched millions of people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. You have all the benefits of in-person therapy, plus it's more convenient, more accessible, and more affordable. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist, and if things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It really could not be simpler. There are no waiting rooms, there's no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. So get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on and this episode is brought to you by FanDuel and this year the only app you need to your Super Bowl party is FanDuel America's number one sports book we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America and Duel and if you're new to FanDuel that's even better they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy just download the FanDuel app now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet you'll get up to three thousand dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads and who will score a touchdown and that money line for the Chiefs and Eagles game, that Super Bowl 57, I'm going to keep my eye on it all week on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. And the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. And the app really is, it has a user-friendly interface, and you can navigate it very easily, which does make that very good experience overall. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more of FanDuel official sportsbook partner of the NFL. We are back here. Our second segment of Locked On NFL. Kevin Ostrak, your host, still here with you again. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today, making us your first listen. Be sure to like this video and subscribe on YouTube as well as follow along in audio form here. Five days a week on Locked On NFL from us. But now let's talk about Tom Brady and his retirement. We went, we went through this dance last year, but now Tom Brady retires again. And here to navigate us through the entire situation is David Harrison of Locked On Bucks. Well, Tom Brady officially retires for the second time, this time coming before the Super Bowl in just a week here. And here to talk about Tom Brady's retirement and what's next for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is David Harrison, one of the hosts over at Locked On Buccaneers. And David, I know we were kind of doing this dance last offseason once Tom Brady retired. And the questions about, is this for real or is he going to come back? And he ended up coming back for the 2022 season. Tampa Bay didn't end up making the Super Bowl. They were a quick out in the playoffs. But was this a move now that, you know, you had an extra year with Tom Brady? Did you expect this to go the way it did in terms of Brady actually hanging it up again? No, no, it's it's, it's actually kind of ironic because we went into the offseason last season talking more about the decision between retirement and non-retirement. And then he did both. He retired and then he didn't retire. Um, but then this year, the conversation, there was no retirement on the table. It was just all about trying to figure out where he was going to go. If it wasn't going to be Tampa, what the next move for Tampa was going to be. And then he, uh, lo and behold, he he retires. So, yeah, you know, nothing is surprising. I think we have a quarterback that age necessarily, but we definitely got the vibe and the feeling. Uh, that he was going to want to to come back and really just given Tom's history and, and wanting to prove people wrong, you know, you just you never imagine that Tom Brady would go out, uh, you know, with a losing streak and a losing record for the first time in his career and call it a call it a day. So that's I think that's what's more surprising than anything. If they were successful, then it would be more likely. But because they they went out losing and, and with such a whimper, that's that's really what shocked everybody, I think. Yeah, and I know last offseason during the, the time where Brady was retired, David, one of the big conversation points was, is it really a retirement or is he going to come back? So I, I have to ask you the question this time around, too. <laughs> does, does this feel more like 
a pure, you know, he's not coming back retirement. This is it. Or is there any inkling in you that maybe he could come back again? No, I feel like this is it. Honestly. I mean, there, I guess there would be one, one path that he would come back. I was pretty sure that if, if he and Sean Payton could make it work and, and, and join forces, uh, you know, third try kind of get it right the third time, then maybe that would be the deal. And then once Sean went to Denver, I don't think the timing on it is a coincidence. You know, the, the day prior to Tom Brady announcing his retirement, Sean Payton is traded to the Denver Broncos and they agree to whatever contract uh, Sean is going to live out uh, in his days coaching the Broncos. And then with Tom retiring, it tells me that either the Broncos aren't willing from maybe an ownership standpoint to move on from Russell Wilson or it's just prohibitive uh, due to the contract terms and everything else. And basically Sean and Tom is okay. Well, we tried once, uh, you know, Drew, if Drew retired, Tom was going to be a saint. It didn't work. We tried again. The Dolphins sacrificed a first-round draft pick for tampering because of it. That didn't work. And then they tried again uh, is, is my impression. And, again, it didn't work. So, Tom said, you know what, This is just it's just over, and we're just going to move on and call it a day. Yeah, this one, this one does feel a little more real this time, for yeah. lack of a better word. But in terms of what you remember, David, from what Tom Brady brought to Tampa Bay, obviously he brought a Super Bowl. It's a pretty big deal. But what are you going to remember about Tom Brady's tenure and everything that he did for Tampa? You know, I think I think what I'm going to remember, and a little bit of it is is it's kind of uh, it's it's going to counter I think what a lot of other people are going to remember because you know I, going back to to like 2019 and, and 2018 even like the Buccaneers roster was always uh, pretty stock stock pretty solid with the talent and and the conversation going back to before Tom Brady's arrival was always if they just get a quarterback just get a, get a quarterback that can lead them in the right direction then this team can be competitive now they end up being the greatest quarterback of all time and they get a Super Bowl out of it and then come into the next season. And I mean, you know, outside of Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin's injury and Tristan Wirfs' injury, like if, if those injuries don't happen and be, you know, keeps his marbles for a little bit longer then then maybe the Bucks make a, a run at a second championship. Who knows? But, you know, I, I just, I, I, what I hope doesn't get lost is how much talent the Bucks had, uh, you know, because that would be, to me, that would be unfair to the guys like Levante David and Mike Evans who would, been there grinding through the bad years and the missed playoffs and the game season ending pick sixes and, and all that stuff. Um, so that, so that's what I'm going to focus on and, and remember, um, you know, because again, Tom Brady was a mercenary leaving new England. He was looking for the place that was going to make him the most uh, money career wise, which is, you know, legacy championships. That's why he chose Tampa. He didn't choose Tampa to save them. He chose Tampa because they were a team that was just ready for the right driver. And he wanted to drive the vehicle. Yeah, and he did that with bringing them a Super Bowl championship. And you mentioned the talent, David. Tampa does a lot of talent on that roster. But there's been a lot of conversation about their salary cap situation right now and just how much cap space they do have, how much they can make. Because right now they're in the negative. So can you kind of go through what Tampa's salary cap situation is right now with Brady now hanging it up? Yeah, I mean, right now it looks pretty ugly. You know what I mean? But they can, they're, they're not, they're not even as bad, honestly, as the New Orleans Saints were last year. And the Saints were not only able to uh, get out of that hole, but they were also able to bring in Tyra Matthew as a free agent. So, I mean, the NFL, you know, these, these guys, there's, uh, I saw Jason Light, you know, walk around the streets of Mobile during the Senior Bowl with his, with his staff of just great minds. I mean, some of them were scouts and all that stuff, but like financially, these, these guys know what they're doing. And, and, uh, they, they do have some, you know, their, their salary cap situation right now is, is one of the worst in the national football league, but their flexibility, uh, within the salary cap is also one of some of the highest in the national football league and the saints and bucks kind of operate their contracts very, very similarly. Now they do have some void year money, uh, coming to roost and that's going to be a little bit unavoidable, but like with Brady's 
Uh, you know, they can move, I think, all but $11 million of his dead money uh, to next year if they want to, if they need to. And then Levante David's got some dead money, uh, some void year money coming. If they don't get him re-signed, then they'll have to account for that and, and all those things. But, I, I mean, at the end of the day, like, they can't, you know, they're not going to be able to be a team that goes on, like, a $120 million spending spree. But, you know, if they want to retain Levante David, depending on what kind of number he's looking at, and he has an ideal uh, in his head, they can make that happen. If they need to bring in one or two, uh, kind of like veteran, you know, bridge players. They can they can kind of make that happen. Do essentially what the Saints have done for a very long time, bring in little pieces here and there uh, that have some experience to try to bridge the gap. The problem the Saints ran into this last season, that's the problem the Buccaneers might run into this year, is the problem when you do that is you have to have a quarterback to drive the vehicle again, and, and that's what they're missing. So Derek Carr is a guy to look for. Jimmy Garoppolo is a guy to look for, depending on their statuses. You're not trading for Derek Carr. But if he gets released like everybody expects him to, if he goes negotiating and is willing to disperse his contract in a way that allows them uh, to be effective this season and then moving into the future, uh, then it's it's certainly something that they can work their way around because they have enough talent left on the roster as well and draft capital uh, to go ahead and restock the shelves. And that's what I expect the Buccaneers to do is look to reload, not rebuild. Yeah, big offseason ahead for the Buccaneers coming up. And for more on the Buccaneers and David's work, be sure to check out the Locked On Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. David, thank you so much. We'll see if Tom Brady's retired for good this time. It does almost feel like it is. It feels like he's retired for good this time, but we will see. Crazier things have happened in this league. Coming up in our final segment, we're going to talk about the big game coming up, Super Bowl 57 between the Chiefs and Eagles with Peter Bukowski of Locked On Sports today and Locked On Packers. Also a bit of Aaron Rodgers talking there, so be sure to stay tuned. A lot still to talk about on Locked On NFL. But first, this episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. And look, Valentine's Day is coming up, which means romance is definitely in the air more than usual. And I don't need to tell everyone that you've probably had your date plans on the calendar for weeks but have you found the perfect valentine's day gift yet whether you're celebrating this day of romance whether you're just ready to pop the question you can find jewelry as unique as she is with the modern convenience of online shopping at bluenile.com and at bluenile.com you can find the perfect piece of jewelry for life special moments or even create the custom engagement ring of her dreams there are simple online tools that you choose as diamond shape size and clarity as well as the setting style blue nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft the perfect piece to your specifications blue nile provides expert guidance and depth educational materials and unique online tools that place you in control so you can forget the usual hassles of jewelry shopping and that process and focus on the romance. Blue Nile's diamond price guarantee allows you to compare a competitor's diamond against one of theirs. Blue Nile can even meet or beat their price and every order is insured and arrives quickly in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shipping is free and so are the returns. Right now you can save up to 50% of BlueNile.com plus BlueNile.com for up to 50% off BlueNile.com. We are back now. Our final segment of Locked On NFL. Kevin Ostriker is still here with you again. Thank you so much for being with us here today, making us your first listen. Be sure to, again, subscribe and like this video on YouTube as well as follow along in audio form. But let's talk Super Bowl with Peter Bukowski of Locked On Sports today and also some Aaron Rodgers conversation. We have a lot to dive into. Let's get into it now. Well, there is a football game to be played, Super Bowl 57 between the Eagles and the Chiefs. Here to talk about that with me as well. Some Aaron Rodgers discourse is Peter Bukowski, the host of Locked On Packers and Locked On Sports today. And Peter, this is a big matchup here between Philadelphia and Kansas City. Two powerhouses in terms of offense. You got Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts and that exciting quarterback matchup. But what are your biggest storylines heading into this game? Uh... How great is Patrick Mahomes? Like that, that is the storyline to me because I look at this matchup and I see a Philadelphia Eagles team that is better than Kansas City in every single way on the field except one. And it's the quarterback position. 
So how much can Patrick Mahomes elevate his team? Philly has a better defense. They've got a better secondary. They've got a better pass rush. They've got a better running game. They've got a better offensive line. They've got better receivers. They've got better, like they don't have a better tight end, but like, okay, they have better, I think they have better pass catchers overall, better skill guys overall. And I, I think the coaching is pretty even. Like I think Nick Sirianni has done a really great job with this team. So even if you say, okay, it's Andy Reid, it's Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and everybody else. And so that's why to me, this is about, how great with two weeks to heal from a high ankle sprain can Patrick Mahomes be? How great is he? Because if he can do this, I think this will be a better accomplishment than anything he has accomplished to this point. Winning this game would easily to me be the biggest accomplishment. The only reason this is Eagles minus one and a half with our friends at FanDuel is, is because of Patrick Mahomes. If this is any other team, I think the Eagles are three plus point favorites. And you kind of lay it out on the table right there in terms of, one, how impressive the Eagles have looked all season. I mean, they ran through their competition in the playoffs, did it in the regular season, too. In your eyes, Peter, your predictions, do you think the Patrick Mahomes elevates the Chiefs enough to beat this Eagles team that's been so dominant all year? I don't. I really don't. And and the the problem is I I, I don't want to bet against Patrick Mahomes, both literally and, and metaphorically, right? Like, I don't want to be the guy going... I don't think Patrick Mahomes can do it because I I just feel like you're going to feel so stupid if that's what you do and, and you end up being wrong about it. But at the same time, like I, I, I bet the Chiefs, okay, before the NFC Championship and the AFC Championship games last weekend, I bet the Chiefs to beat the Eagles because I thought those two teams would win and I was getting good odds, right? And now I'm going, why, why did I not, first of all, it was the odds, but why did I not bet the Eagles to beat the Chiefs? Because... And the more I looked at it, the more I I did some writing about it and and videos about it. I'm like, wait, every single matchup says I should be picking the Eagles in this one, except Patrick Mahomes. And I think, in a way, it already speaks to his greatness, right? That that I'm even hemming and hawing over this because that that just is the reality. Now, the other part of this, Kevin, that I think is important, I think there are real questions about the Eagles' competition. They faced an easy schedule over the course of the season. They beat the Cowboys. Okay, congratulations. Um, and But you did it with Cooper Rush. And then you lost the game where Gardner Minshew was your quarterback. And then in the playoffs, you play Daniel Jones. You play one-armed Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson. They're not battle-tested. I don't know if you saw this, but there was a, a meme going around that the the, um, the script was leaked about from this game and yeah. that it was going to finish 37 to 34. Like I kind of, I kind of think that could be the kind of game that we get one of those absolute, just like classic, I don't know about 37 to 34, but something like 31, 28, something like that. I think there's gonna be a lot of points scored. And I, I just, I just don't think it's going to matter. Cause I think the talent differential is, is too much right now. Plus who's playing receiver for the chiefs. I, I'm, I'm like trying to find ways to talk myself into the chiefs. And that's a, that's a problematic place to be. Yeah, and while I have you here, Peter, I have to ask you quickly about Aaron Rodgers and mm. the whole situation surrounding him right now in Green Bay. It seems like, it feels like, there might be a move to be made with Aaron Rodgers. Where do you think he ends up if he does move on from Green Bay, and what do you think he's worth at this stage of his career? So, you know, it's so interesting. About a about a week or two ago, I said on Locked on Packers that I, that I said if you, if you asked me at that moment where I thought Aaron Rodgers was going to be playing in 2023, I would have said the New York Jets. That was right after the Jets signed Nathaniel Hackett to be their offensive coordinator. That just so happened that like two or three days before we get the Brady retirement, 
I have someone reach out to me who I trust. And, and they said, they, they gave me some information that made me go, okay, the Raiders are in this more than maybe, maybe it seems like they are. And I didn't quite understand. I was like, but isn't Tom Brady going to the Raiders? And they were like, well, the Raiders aren't sure about that. And I was like, why would that be? And then lo and behold, Tom Brady retires. And I'm like, okay, now this is all making sense. I have to do the wind horse fingers. Okay. Why would they do that? Why would they think that? Why would they think that Tom Brady is not coming to Las Vegas? And maybe it's because he's retiring. And so when you add in something like Josh McDaniels was the coach that Aaron Rodgers wanted to hire after Mike McCarthy was fired, Devontae Adams um, leaves to go to Las Vegas to play with Derek Carr. Derek Carr's going to be gone. And I think there's a good chance the Jets end up cheaping out on this and saying, well, we'd like to get Aaron Rodgers, but any veteran is going to be better than what we have. So we can go the cheap route and get Derek Carr, Jimmy G, and be fine. Where's Mark Davis in Vegas? Let's spend some money. Let's be flashy, and let's do this whole thing. Then you get Devontae Adams saying, oh, Aaron Rodgers is coming to my neighborhood. Jokes about house shopping because a clip of Aaron Rodgers at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am goes viral of him saying, tell Devontae to buy me a house. It just like these guys. And then Aaron Rodgers goes on CBS, and Amanda Balionis Renner asks him, oh, what colors are you thinking about next year? Don't You don't have to give it away, but what colors? And he mentions the Raiders. And I'm just like, okay, they're having a lot of fun with this, but also that is something that is, it is also going on behind closed doors. These conversations that Rogers to the Raiders is, is looking like it, it has some legs potentially here. Yeah. It is shaping up to be quite the off season in green Bay, depending on where Rogers goes, what he fetches and, and whatnot, but hopefully they'll be able to, if he does move on get something worthwhile, I'm sure they will. He's Aaron Rodgers after all, but for more on Peter's work and the Packers, be sure to check out the locked on Packers podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Peter, thanks so much. We'll see what happens with Aaron Rodgers and that Green Bay Packers team. But for Sunday's Super Bowl, it's going to be a great one. I, I do think very high scoring. I agree with Peter. And we'll see what happens at the end of the day and whether it will be Patrick Mahomes raising his second Super Bowl trophy or Jalen Hurts raising his first. But that's all I have for you here today on Locked On NFL. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. When we get back here tomorrow, it's more NFL content with your Tuesday host. So be sure to stay tuned for that, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow.